everybody, Jim Sammons here from the Kayak Fishing Show Live. Well, this is actually a recording of a live. Uh, on this show, we have my friend Richard Penny joining me here. He is with Kayak Bassin or Kayak Bass Fishing. Uh, works with the tournaments. Uh, he also works with Torquedo and is a teammate of mine on Jackson Kayak. So we're going to have all kinds of things to talk about. So stick around. It's going to be a great show. Hey everybody, Jim Sammons here from the Kayak Fishing Show Live, brought to you as always by Ballast Point Brewing Company. We're going to have a little uh, grapefruit sculpin today. It will help with my stress from dealing with all the uh, video software problems we've been having. Uh, a reminder to everyone, um, if you want to participate in the conversation, if you want to ask questions, anything like that, Make sure you're watching on the Jim Salmons page. I know this is a reverse of what we normally have, but uh, we're having some issues connecting with Facebook from this program, uh, connecting to the um, Jim Salmons page. So um, you need to make sure that you are watching on the Jim Salmons page. That's the one that's got the picture of the Kraken logo up, up on the uh, top of it. So I'm just looking down here and make sure that I can actually see that it is going live although it looks like I'm frozen. I shouldn't watch myself. Um, so anyway, uh, like I said, so that's kind of the issue here. So make sure you're watching on the Jim Salmons page. Uh, make sure you shoot us some questions that always makes for a better show. Um, you know, again, I'm gonna have my guest Richard uh, Penny here with me. He is uh, with Kayak Bassin, Bass Fishing, the tournament series, all that. He's very involved in, in that. Uh, he works with Jackson Kayak, and he also works with Torquedo. So a lot of stuff that uh, we can ask him questions about. Uh, first off, before we do that, I wanted to share a couple of things. I just got this. A new Axiom, 9-inch. Uh, That's going to be mounted very soon on my Blue Sky Angler 360. So um, we'll be doing a sh shoot a video on that and how that all uh, went together. Uh, very soon. Another thing I wanted to show you was I've been showing a couple of pictures lately on the page of these new um, spool tech lures. Uh, they've been around a little while actually, but what's new is that Patrick Sabeel's Band of Anglers uh, bought this company so he can then take the patented uh, technology here and then work it with some lures that he's been wanting to make. Now I've been fishing with these things uh, in Louisiana as well as here and it's again it's one of these lures that just catch fish uh, when you're winding these things in they have such a good tail thump you can actually feel the tail thump through the tip of your rod the innovative thing about these is that um, the hook deploys on a 12 inch cable so you could have a lighter uh, fluorocarbon leader going to the uh, bait when a fish hits it this hook deploys and it's I'll try to do it here. It's a little bit difficult because it's quite stiff, especially on a new one. But, oh, there we go. Uh, if you can see that, that hook deploys, and that is on cable. So you can have that lighter leader up on the uh, head of the lure, and then if you, get, you are getting to those uh, toothy fish, you've got that wire cable. Also, it gets the lure away from the fish's mouth where it can leverage it to pull the hook. And then all you do is there's a little... Um, crank here and you just wind that thing back in. 
Uh, like I said, I've been using it. Uh, I caught some really nice redfish on it in Louisiana. Uh, got some bonita and calico bass on it here in San Diego. They're just great lures. They come in a uh, couple of different sizes. And, and again, since Patrick just got this company, I know he will be uh, doing some innovations on this and designing some other uh, lures that work with that technology. So just wanted to share that with you again. That's uh, Spool Tech and a really great lure. They come with a spare tail as well. So that was just a couple of things I want to show you before we got going with uh, Rich. Uh, I'm going to bring him up onto the screen right now with no further ado. Richard Penny. Oh, <laughs> my Tito's plug for the day. Oh, there you How's go. Oh, Jim. Good, man. Well, cheers. Yep. Yeah, cheers. I'm, I'm a, I don't have a ballast point beverage, but I'll, uh, I'll just sip with the dark side of the bottle. <laughs> you can sip on whatever you like. A beverage, a cold beverage is a good beverage. It is a cold beverage. Is that a Lagunitas? Mm-hmm. Mm, little something, yeah, something. You know, I got a little something, something going on over here. All good. Right on, right on. Hey, uh, Dave Fowler is watching from Chile, rainy Ottawa. I heard it was uh, getting a little chilly up there. Did I actually I saw um, Roberto posted a little bit of snow the other day. So Ooh. already getting cold in Canada. It's about yeah. Eight, what is it here in San Diego? About eighty-five today. Yeah, I was gonna say it's a hashtag we can't relate moment. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's yeah. toasty, warm, and dry. Uh, hey, John, how are you? Thanks for joining us. Uh, Gino, thank you for joining us, man. And uh, again, I hope we get some more people on here and people share this around because this is kind of going a different route than what we normally do. Again, um, if you are uh, watching this. And you want to comment, and I'm just going to have to keep saying this over and over, is if you want to participate in the conversation, if you want to ask questions, you got to be doing it on the Jim Salmons page, um, because otherwise we're not going to see it. Uh, Gino, I hear Richard Penny is famous. <laughs> Richard, are, are you famous? I don't think so. Probably infamous. I think he's probably <laughs> more along the lines. Hey, Gino, what's going on, man? You want to talk about, that guy's been tearing up uh, the bass scene here in california um this year so really yeah oh yeah you yeah and he in fact he doesn't have to pre-fish anymore he just shows up ah, i think i'll go fish this cove and, and puts a slaying on him so wow he, he just bass, he just bass got fishermen, with delta bass fishermen got some talents I, i'm not gonna lie i mean you know i don't do it but there just seems to be a lot more going on you know pre-spawn post-spawn you know all this stuff you have to think about the cold weather just seems to affect things a little bit different than what i'm used to with fresh oh, yeah. water hey ulf my good friend in sweden how are you um so a little bit about richard you are um in the navy oh yeah uh career navy guy uh command master chief um getting ready to retire here in about the next six months so uh, just kind of just kind of chilling, hanging out, uh, as people can probably tell. Like, what's up with that goatee? You know, I'm working on my, my Jim Salmon's look. That's um, you know between that or you know the full beard. I don't know what the what the fi the fishing game looks like. So I'm trying to trying to jump in with it. But um, yeah, just get, getting done wrapping that up. And uh, and you know the air quotes director of operations for kayak bass fishing. I don't even really know what all that means anymore. But um, been been working with Chad for the last several years, really working on building the, the tournament scene uh, in California and then, you know, just kind of taking over everything in the U S so, uh, but it's a, it's a great growing scene, great community uh, thrilled with it. So it's a, it's a good transition for me to go from, you know, the, the military side 
you know, squeezing over in the dealing with a bunch of anglers. Well, first off, you know, of course we thank you for your service. I, you know, especially being a career guy like that, that's a, that's a long haul to be in there. So and that's 29 years come, come here in January. So, wow. Yeah. yeah that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, so the, uh, the kayak bass fishing tournament series, I mean, it, it, we've said it before. I mean, this was a long time ago. It's, uh, if there is one growth aspect in, where this sport really has grown the most the last few years is in the freshwater bass market. Um, yeah. And the bass guys like to do tournaments. They, they're they they're very much into that tournament scene. So very uh, much what so. Chad and, has done has really been cool. Yeah, yeah it's, it's been really good. You know, and this is this whole thing has kind of come on the back of, of Chad's, you know, TV show and, and YouTube, you know, that he's kind of developed over the last couple of years as well. Um, been very fortunate that you know he's managed to to garner some sponsors and kind of work that show sponsorship into well how about putting some stuff over here towards kbf and so that that piece has all worked and it's just continued to grow so you know from from our end i think it's a good thing and, and we're getting to that stage where instead of you know i guess it just all kind of focused on chad we're, we're looking at getting all these anglers these up-and-coming anglers and some of them that are just I mean, they're just freaking badass to begin with. You know, they become the face of of KBF. And we've got, I mean, we've got some really good sticks out there, guys that are fishing FLW, guys that are fishing BASS, you know, that they can go hang with those guys as well or have hung with those guys, you know, and for their own reasons, they're they're doing the they're doing the kayak thing and some as well as the bass boat thing. But um, it, it's it's been a really good community. I've enjoyed the community. Uh, coming from a bass boat team myself, uh, I've really gotten a kick out of out of the way this community's built, the, the mindset, just the people. Uh, it's probably right. been the strongest pull. Well, and of course, you can see why um, when you know Chad can bring in things like you know, I will just for instance. I mean, I, I put on tournaments for a long time, and you know, the, our biggest thing was you know giving away a kayak to a winner. Right. Uh, we actually stopped doing that and made a monetary you know, given a thousand dollars or whatever it was to the winners. Uh, mainly our things were all charity events. Um, but I mean, yeah, Chad, Chad's deal. I mean, that talked about taking it up to the next level. He took it up several levels and yeah. you can see why that's drawing a lot more people into the competitive side of it. Yeah. Well, that, the, I refer to Chad as kind of, he's that good idea fairy. Um, you know, and it's like, we're, we're, we're trying to, I'm trying to get 2019 tournament scheduled done. I've got a lot of, you know, tournament directors throughout the U S that are really working hard. Chad's already into 2020, 2021, 2022. And, you know, so you, he, that's all, I think that's what he really understands is, Hey, I just, this is where we want to go. Um, he looks out the window, you know, thinks big thoughts and then looks back and says, okay, you guys kind of figure out how to make all this stuff happen. So. Well, that's it. I've always said about Chad. One thing is like he throws a lot of shit at the walls. Yeah. And some of it sticks, some of it doesn't, but he's constantly throwing more out there yeah. and coming up with ideas. And, and you know, I can really respect what, he, what he's done. And I certainly respect how he's grown that that tournament to to the point where, you know, national champion wins, what, $100,000. Yeah, it was 100000 last year. Um it's going to, it's going to tweak down a little bit initially going into 2019. Um, but by the time you look at bonus bucks and all the other stuff, the the money that's going to get thrown out there at the national championship uh, here in 2019 is, is going to be ridiculous in all honesty. I mean, we're that event, um, you know, 
is is really just become a, a great big spectacle. Um, you know, you've got a lot of sponsors that, that are coming on board, tourism bureaus. So it's it's one of those things where you're going to see a great collection of kayak anglers, guys that have, you know, guys and gals have been busting their ass um, all year, the year before they get to go to that thing. It's, it's just a great community meetup as well. You know, where you see anglers, you know, sharing a lot of water, um, which you don't, I will tell you, you don't see much in the, on the bass boat side. It's like, you know, get the F away from me right now, you know, stay, stay outside right. of me unless you're, unless you're close friends. And, you know, we just did a tournament at Toledo Bend and the, the guys that fished one and two, you know, finished one and two were fishing in the same damn cove. I mean, they, they didn't plan on fishing together, but they showed up there and it, it kind of played out for them, you know? Right. Well, with the kayaks being considerably less invasive uh, than, you know, you're not going to have some guy come blowing by in a uh, bass boat. So oh, you're not invading the we, water. No, we've got guys that blow by us on a bass boat. That's, that's another thing um, as well is, is you've got the guys that they either A, don't see the kayak, B, they act like they don't see the kayak, C, they don't take you seriously. Um, but most of the time, the, the way I've seen it is when you get back to the boat ramp and, you know, those guys are doing their way in and we're doing our, you know, awards presentation. That's when they go, oh, shit, they just did a tournament and they're getting paid 10 times what we are. <laughs> yeah, and, and let's don't let's don't take into account how much money you got invested in that big, you know, seventy plus thousand dollar bass boat you got. Yeah, those are those are not cheap. James yeah. Snyder says, "Hey, boss." Yeah, yeah. What's going on, James? We got Christopher says, uh, "Richard is the voice of reason." I don't know if I'd go that far. It's easy, <laughs> easy now, easy now. Timmy Dixon, Timmy, what's going on, man? Uh, again, we thank everybody for uh, for joining us here and uh, and and talking a little bit. Um, we wanted to touch just real briefly. You know, it's certainly not something we want to pound into the ground. But there was an incident at the Toledo Bend tournament at the pre-fish. Uh, you basically have firsthand knowledge. It is very very sad. Um, Rebecca Golden, one of the regulars, and I didn't know her, but you did. Uh, yeah, did pass away during the tournament. And I just thought maybe uh, uh, because it, there's been a lot of speculation um, as to what actually happened. Maybe you have a little bit more insight. Well, I mean, you know, at, it's a it, it honestly it's a it's a tough topic. Um, Rebecca, first and foremost, was I would just say she was everything that was right about this sport and about this community. Um, fantastic, fantastic lady. Great angler. And if anybody, you know, if you have not had the opportunity to watch the um, the highlights, you know, and then the angler focus that um, I see Kurt's just put, Kurt just put stay golden up there. Yeah. But the the angler focus that that KBF did on her prior to the national championship, it, it aired, you know, just before it. But it you look at her on the water and listen, I mean, there's more beeps going on in that video than I think anything else when she misses a fish. But she is a. Uh, great great individual uh she is going to be dearly missed but um just to to kind of sum it up they were out you know there's a group out pre-fishing um on on wednesday i believe if i'm not mistaken it was wednesday that last week was just kind of a blur um out pre-fishing and, and everybody's kind of people were going in and she wanted to check out this one code and so uh she headed over to that spot and and later that evening you know no one had heard from her so they started doing the search uh, they found her. Uh, I'm not going to get into the time and all those aspects, but the bottom line was, you know, they found her right next to her kayak. 
um, hat on, sunglasses on, PFD. Um, the county, and this is on the Texas side, it's not the Louisiana side, the county didn't really want to deal with the autopsy because they just, you know, accidentally they're drowning, whatever it was. But the coroner just looking at looking at her and, and the condition of her when, you know, after they'd got her back was either an aneurysm or a heart attack. So not one of those things where, oh my, you know, this is not one of those, this angler wasn't wearing a PFD. This angler wasn't doing this. Right. Um, you know, nothing like that. So huge, huge call out to the guys. And I'm not going to, you know, go through their names and stuff that, um, that went out and did that search party. That, that was something, I mean, the, the county showed up without even a damn vessel and uh, the group just said, yeah, okay, whatever. And they launched at, you know, midnight, whatever it was in the morning, you know, after midnight and they went out right. and did their own search party um, and, and had to bring her out so they could finally put her in a boat and, and bring her in. So it was a, it was a very somber event. Um, you know, it's kind of like Chris just put up gone, but never forgotten. And, and she won't be um, her impact. I think on all of us, just as a person, you, know, you take the fishing stuff away, just her day to day and her mentality uh, about everything and her passion for the sport is, is what it's all about. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a tough one. Um, I yeah. guess uh, if there's anything that could be learned, I, I mean, always wear the PFD, you know, maybe that obviously she passed, but it made it easier for those people to find her. Um, yeah. you know, if you're not sure. wearing a PFD, uh, you know, you're talking about a long drawn out recovery process. Um, also, you know, when you can, you know, it's, I, I mean, I enjoy fishing by myself. I like getting out on the water by myself sometimes, but having a partner out there in the general vicinity with you, it, it's always a good idea. So, yeah. you know, it, it's a sad, a, a very sad story. And, and I guess we don't need to dwell on it, but just, you know, hopefully people can learn a little bit from it and um, maybe take her as an example. Um, you know, maybe we'll try and get that link to the video you were talking about, that feature about her, because that'd be pretty yeah. cool to see. Yeah, it's, it's cool. And, and it, I think that one piece of it is just, you know, the takeaway from Rebecca period is just that passion and drive for for the sport and the community, you know? Right, right. And that is a take. I mean, I'll tell you right now, I'm, I'm going to miss... Uh, she had a knack. I've told several people this. She had a knack for calling me during a, I'd be watching an Astros baseball game and my, I'd get a text message or a phone call and it'd be her asking a question, but it's guaranteed it would be in the middle of the game. If I got a text, <laughs> you know, it was okay. Here, here's Rebecca and here she's got another good question, but she was, she was a pleasure to talk to. I mean, just everything that, that she was about will be missed. Uh, it sounds like it. Uh, Frank Brown says he just watched her video. She seemed like a very genuine and passionate about bass fishing and kayaking. It's obvious she will be missed. Um, I don't even know how ACNJ. <laughs> uh, Rebecca is my hero. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. that's very cool. Um, so anyway, let's uh, let's move on to bigger, uh, you know, uh, not such a down subject. Um, the tournaments themselves are growing. Um, and... How, how's that doing? I mean, because I know a lot of that stuff is on more East Coast, Texas, that sort of thing. Is, is it growing here in California, the, the kayak well, bass fishing? I'll tell you, you know, from a, a kayak bass fishing, I mean, Texas has been its own, like, self-supporting thing for for years. I mean, Texas, you know, they've been, they've got a variety of series that they, that they do. Local club events are huge. They've been huge for quite some time. Um, 
we're starting to see, you know, it's, it's obviously Southeast has, has been kind of that mainstay for several years. Uh, the Northeast, I mean, up at New York, Jersey, everywhere is growing. California has seen some great growth um, over the past couple of years. I mean, crap, when I started out here, excuse me, is, you know, that, that beer's going here. The um, <laughs> When I started, I mean, we had like three KBF members. We had no kayak bass fishing scene in Southern California. And there was a defunct half-ass ran whatever didn't survive thing going up around the sacramento area um and that through a variety of things has has changed from you know you've got california is probably the fastest growing um side of kbf that we've seen you know it's one of the top three states now uh, as far as kbf membership goes sitting uh, actually i think california is now number one or two tennessee and texas are the other ones so Texas is growing at a high rate of speed. Obviously, Tennessee's got a big head start on everybody. Um, but these scenes are really taking off, and it's just a matter of – I think we just have to continue to run quality events, and that's that's the deal, you know, is it's got to be fair shared across the U.S. Um, so that when you start talking Angler of the Year and, and all of those things, the, the guys in California or really the West Coast, because it's the Western region, um, Texas and everywhere else, New York, Jersey – Indiana, whatever, you know, just grab a, you know, grab a state out of there that everybody's got kind of that same opportunity to fish, you know? So we had several things kind of combined this last year uh, and the years before 2019, we're going to break a lot of those things out. So we've got the regions broken up and, you know, five actual events per region. So it's starting to actually look very solid. It's, you know, the regions will turn into a regional championship for the top qualifiers. That'll go to a, a final championship. So you'll see, at this time next year, we will have had an event out, you know, in Lacrosse, Wisconsin. Uh, that'll be our Trail Championship Series, and that's where you're going to see, hey, look, here's your top competitors and fishermen, consistent fishermen from each region that got to go fish um, against each other. And then you're going to see out of those consistent six, you know, who's who's going to make it, you know, who, who the top fishermen are. So that's been one of those things a lot of our anglers have, uh, I don't want to say complained about, but asked for. Um, but it's fishermen and those guys that are watching, they know I'm giving them a hard time, but, um, let's Brad just say, how soon are we going to see each event for the regions? Brad, if I could have it to you today, I would, we're probably looking at a week away. Um, so, you know, we're, we're getting to where we need to be with them. Uh, I'm, I'm really excited for 2019. We're going to have a few, you know, fewer events so everybody can actually manage their life. Um, we actually hit everybody in the Southeast region up last year with way too many events too close together. I mean, guys are calling me in like April of mango, dude, I can't go fish another event. I'm broke. You guys just did like three events back to back to back. And, you know, we traveled from this state to this state to this state. So um, we're, we're getting there, but it's, it comes with a lot of these anglers, you know, a lot of, a lot of positive feedback, a lot of negative feedback. Um, but it, you know, you know, you've been around this long enough it's feedback, you know, and, and you've got to listen to it. Um, it's unlike the Navy where like a bitchin' sailor is a happy sailor. Uh, <laughs> it's not always the bitchin' angler is a happy angler. So, you know, take that all with a grain of salt. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, I used to say, it's like people would complain about one of our tournaments is like, well, you know, step up and help, <laughs> yeah. you know, you're complaining about stuff, but you're not offering any solutions. You're just complaining. Yeah. Well, and that's offer, the thing we offer yeah. solutions. <laughs> We've actually got that. I'm I'm very very blessed with a lot of really good tournament anglers, uh, and and tournament directors and guys that are like, you know, we're asking like, hey, what do you need from a monetary? They're like monetary, we don't need anything. We just 
we do this for free. And I'm like, monetary, we want to do like, I, I want guys to, when they're doing the awards thing, I want there to be free food, you know? Because when we do a SoCal event, we've got fish tacos, we've got beer, you know, that, that's provided by, you know, one sponsor or another. So with that after that after party, the awards deal, it, it is just that. It's a big get together. Well, that for me, for me, tournaments, that was always, I never liked being in tournaments. It's not my yeah. thing, but I loved the social aspect of it. I loved right. getting together afterwards and just yeah. talking fishing and, and bullshitting, you know, just. Yep. Exactly. Uh, I mean, it's gotten to the point now, a lot of the events out here, uh, we get together the night before, you know, there's a get together at a bar, whatever the night before. And half of those guys, you may not even see on the water until after cartoons are over the next morning. You know, they don't care. <laughs> they're, they're having a good time. And, and you know, and a lot that that's, that is the fun part about this. You know, everybody's out there to have a good time. And, and it doesn't mean that just somebody gets may, may or may not get a little tank the night before doesn't do well. Cause we we've seen those guys go out there and just slay fish the next day you know uh david brooks said bring more events up towards midwest um and we are, we are working on all of that and that's that thing too david i'll tell you that the biggest thing that we're seeing right now that we really need to, to work on i say we need to work on it just helps is as we start bringing all these events out is getting people registered early i think that's that biggest piece so we know what we can tell the sponsors tell uh tourism bureaus and we know how to plan. And that is that piece of it. We, that's why we want to get the tournament schedule out, let everybody see how their plan is. Um, and then, you know, just keep pushing forward. And as we watch areas grow, you're going to see more events pop up in, in regions and, you know, more regions develop. I, I'd li really like to see our Southeast region next year kind of break up into two segments and, you know, the PAC Northwest and in, in perfect world has their own segment, you know, or their own region. So a lot of, a lot of progress, a lot of things to, you know, a lot of things to, to push for, but we're getting there. Yeah. Uh, Evan Morganson says the best thing about this sport is how convenient and affordable it is. As the sport popularity increases, do you see entry fees into tournaments increasing? Um, great question, Evan. I'll tell you, Chad and I have kind of, and, and Christy and Joe and a lot of others have talked about this very thing. And one of the things we're looking at is, you know, we'll probably find, find that comfort zone. I mean, last this last year, the trail events were 75. Um, I don't know if we're going to increase that much, if, much, if at all. Uh, but I think what you'll see in 2020 is is two sides of that. You'll see the amateur side and the pros and the pro side. So you know, if you're ready to kick it up a notch and get into that level of tournament fishing, then that that entry fee is going to be higher, separate payouts, all that kind of stuff. I think that's really where we're going to go. Well, it makes sense. I mean, as you're getting started, you know, and learning to be a tournament angler you're at one level and you know and then your prize your prizes are based accordingly as well but you right. know you do get these high dollar ones well bills got to be paid yep. <laughs> you know that's a fact that's and a fact. Uh, and that's the thing is everybody thinks everybody's doing everything for free but you know bills do have to be paid yeah. um here's an interesting question from ryan nolan uh in regards to trolling motors, will the host clubs be allowed to choose to allow or not allow them, or will they be allowed across the board for KBF trails? Uh, great question, Ryan. We've in the past, if you know, we've allowed the the host clubs to, to kind of dictate the terms on that. Um, I think it's something we'll continue to look at. It really, obviously, if let's just say it was Minkota or Motor Guide or Torquedo, everybody knows it'd be Torquedo, but you know, I'll throw the other, I'll plug the other ones just for entertainment value. <laughs> um, if, if that's your sponsor, 
then at the end of the day, you know, that motor is going to be allowed, but, um, or typically would be the case. But I mean, I, that, that's open to discussion. I mean, there's going to be certain events where, you know, that, like the Three Rivers Throwdown, we'll, we'll do um, at some point during one, on one of the regions. That's that's a river event. So I don't know that anybody's even going to be thinking about putting a torpedo on other than Brad Case. I mean, he'd do it. But Right. Um, well, you know, my thing is, and, and, you know, I've got torpedo motors. I'm going to put dual torpedoes on the blue sky just for fun. Um, yeah. I think I think they're fun as heck. Um, I personally still don't see them being allowed in tournaments. Uh, you know, I've heard Chad saying we've had this discussion saying that it's not an advantage. I say bullshit. Um, having a motor is an advantage. Now, being the best angler out there is the biggest advantage. But if you're talking a multi-day tournament, because I can tell you just firsthand, I mean, I was just in Louisiana and using the electric motors day in and day out in some windy conditions was a huge advantage. At the end of the day, I wasn't just worn out from having to paddle in those conditions. Um, yeah. I could set myself up along a bank, put it on its lowest speed, cruise along that bank and, and cast to it. So the saying it's not an advantage to me is just not, not true. It, it is an advantage. Now I understand the fact that, Hey, everybody has the ability to put one on. If you, if, if you want to put one on, if you want to compete in this tournament yeah. and then you could put one on. So I understand both sides, but well, I mean, and that's the thing too. I mean, at the end of the day, um, you know, from from my perspective, one of the, and one of the things that I, I do like about when we have open launches um, is people will typically get as close to their you know their honey hole as they can, right? Um, when when fishing these events, so if they're doing that, do they need a motor? Uh, well, they may not. Is an advan Is it an advantage? I think it depends on your state of mind. I don't disagree with you. I mean, I know for me, if I certain places I'd go fish at Rayburn, um, I I won't even put my kayak on the water now. I'll use my boat. And typically that's just because it's a long ass haul to where I'd want to go. And there's no way to really get there um, quickly on a kayak, you know? So I think it's subjective, uh, but I, I do believe that you're, you know, it, it, it does have its advantages. I, you know, I'm not going to say it doesn't, but you know, you start looking at the numbers and say, well, what anglers have, have how have anglers done that have motors and have not, you know, uh, Gino, uh, is he's online now and he hasn't had a torpedo. I think he, he's got a torpedo now cause I've seen the, the box that showed up at his house, but, um, he didn't have a torpedo and he's whipped most people's ass all year. So did he need <laughs> one? It, you know, no, he, he didn't. Um, so I think it's, it's subjective. You know, now if yeah. you're from the California Delta and you want to cover a lot of water, um, it's going to change the way you plan your day. You know, just like just like Rayburn Toledo Bend, once you get in these big bodies of water, you know, get on Erie. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of places where it is period. It's an advantage period. So, um, okay, uh, well, it, it depends on the body of water, I guess. Right. Um, Christopher's got a good question here, mainly because I've got one. Uh, is the Blue Sky 360 going to be allowed in KBF tournaments? Now, last time I heard from Chad, he said no uh, because of the width of the boat. Um, to me, it's still a human. I mean, if you're allowing motors, I mean, this thing, and if you're just having pedals on it, you know, it's still a human powered vessel. So, I mean, but it's his rule. So, uh, what are your thoughts? Well, I mean, as the guy that gets to write the rules, which is me, um, <laughs> and, and uh, it's not just me, it's Joe and I, and 
Obviously, Chad has a ton of feedback in it. I think just based on, you know, after being at ICAST, it's not just looking at the blue sky. There's several boats out there um, that have that same hull configuration. Uh, I don't even remember exactly. I think Aaron's on here. He may, Steiger, he may be able to, to drop in what the new width on the, uh, on the new big rig is. But the boats keep getting wider. Um, and so I know as far as the blue sky goes, it meet, meets the length requirement, doesn't meet the width requirement. Uh, currently, but it may be one that we're going to, Chad and I are going to talk, sit down and talk with Joe and, and we're going to run through it uh, later in the year. Um, and then probably, I, I imagine like later this month, just as everything kind of slows down, Chad's filming now uh, and has been for days. I actually left uh, Toledo Ben after filming some the other morning on the big rig. So as soon as he gets done with all that, we're going to sit down and go through, but I, I don't doubt that you'll see several, um, what's the word I want to use here? You know, they, there may be a trial of several different boats to see how they fit into the uh, to the equation. We just really need to sit down and talk about it. Guys have asked for, you know, float tubes. I mean, you name it, it's been brought up to, to review. So we've got a lot of things to review on there this year. Right. Oh, yeah. So Aaron's right at four. Yeah, you're right at 40 for the new big rig. So um, the, uh, the yeah. blue sky is 48. Yeah. Yeah. Just snip um, some stuff off the sides, put those pontoons closer together. And <laughs> you know, trim it up a little bit. Uh, Donnie asks, is KBF going to ban auto inflate life jackets? Not that has, that, that has not been brought up. Um, of course, I Donnie personally think, you know, I, I prefer this now because Donnie brought it up. I, brought, I prefer the, if you're going to have an inflatable, having a manual inflate. Uh, obviously, I prefer the CO2 from Kokatat, which has inherent flotation, and then you can pull the cord to get more flotation. So um, yeah. that way you don't have to rely on something working. You're going to float, but if you need additional buoyancy, you can pull the tab. Um, and that's the Kokatat CO2. It's it's my favorite PFD, hands down. Um now what do we have? What are your thoughts on what are your thoughts on pre-fishing kayak tournaments from a bass boat? That's a great effing question. Um, you know, we had this come up last year at the national championship. And at the time I was kind of like, well, you know, look, it's in the rules. I'm not going to change it. You know, the day of the national championship is a little late. Um, I, I personally, and I own a bass boat. I'm not a fan of it. In all honesty, I'm not a fan. It's one of the, it's one of the things that we were going to review this year. Um, and I'm not a fan of it because of the fact that I know what it means. I know what it looks like. I mean, it's, it's screaming across, you know, you can, you can hit any spot you want. You can cover a ton of water. I just personally think it's an unfair advantage. Um, that's, you, you think a boater on a kayak is an, is an unfair advantage. Go prefit, you know, bring your bass boat to a tournament and have your kayak sitting in it. Um, and then just, you know, haul ass across the lake and, you know, mother shipping's not allowed, but guys, yeah, I, I'm just not a fan. I guess to, right. to put it mildly. Yeah, well, there you go. And that's from a guy that owns a boat. I mean, you know, owns a bass boat. I'm, I'm just not, I don't think it's the right, I don't think it's the, it sends the right message personally. Well, you know, it, sure. You can get around to different spots and check them out a lot faster. Um, but I think you should pre-fish it how you're going to fish it. Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, so that way, you know, your limitations, how far you need to go, you know, time wise. I mean, that's all part of pre-fishing. Right. Knowing what kind of distances you can get back to yeah. the launch to be back in time and everything else. So, yep. 
Um, here's a great question because I know you're just on the boat. Uh, Richard, what are the differences or are there any between the original and new big rig? Uh, and that'd be the big rig HDFD. Yeah, the um, well, obviously one difference. There's a flex drive. Um, that's the easy one. I, I think, you know, and I was on a pre-production model. Um, so there's going to be some changes. I didn't have the new seat on it. Um, the the horizontal rod storage for me, you know, because before we had one on each side in the gunnel. Um, now there's you can actually put three on each side. You can kind of put one down underneath the holder. Um, and then you've got two where you can just clip them right in on each side. So for me, that's that's a huge deal. Uh, if you're going with the HD, just the HD version, take the flex drive out, put the pod in. It's just a big open floor um, to, you know, have a dance party in, which is, which is cool. I mean, you know, I know, Jim, you want a skinny boat that's long and fast. I got well, you. Well, I, I, the big rig guys, I always said, if you want a boat, you can stand up and dance on. That's it. Because, that's it. And, and, I, and I like the fact that it's, it, it's very flat in the middle. Um, it's, it's a little bit wider. That hull with the extra width is actually with the Torquedo. It's just as fast if not faster, because I've done no trimming around like I did with the OG Big Rig. You know, I had batteries up front. I mean, I moved everything around to get to where I could, you know, get 5.3 consistently out of a 403. Um, and then, and just where it felt right paddling, you know. I get, I just threw a motor on the back of this thing, and and I've got that speed. Without trimming, without doing that stuff, I've got that speed. It turns on a dime. The new, the bottom of that whole design, I absolutely love. Uh, Aaron Steiger and I were talking about this a couple of days ago. Um, I really like the way the boat's laid out. So it's for me, it's, it's a win for for the guys that are fishing because um, Jackson listened to a lot of the a lot of our feedback, you know, on what we want to see out of a out of a bass tournament style fishing, you know. Yeah, boat, I just so. saw it. I saw it briefly, and obviously it was a prototype at ICAST. Mm-hmm. And that whole drop-in pod is large. Yeah. Um, you can use the the flex drive because obviously you know you, you can paddle it, pedal it, or throw on the upcoming e drive. Right. So, um, how big was that? I mean, how was it cumbersome? Did you do any swapping out of it to see what how no, that all integrated? Or well, anything? It's, I want to say it's eight. I mean, you're looking at you know eight pulling you know eight bolts out to to swap that out so it's not something you're doing on the water um but it doesn't look like it's a big gonna be a big nightmare either you know um because well, I, think that, I think that's cool about it is if for somebody who is kind of like i said more entry level on it you can get it standard you can get it yeah. with the pedal drive and then you can move up to the e-drive if you want you can do any of those things yeah so I, it's, I it's think, a single boat you could grow with yeah, and I think that I really and – and I can't give specifics on it, um, but I think that price point on that E-Drive is going to make people go, what the hell, and not not in a bad way. Yeah, um, um, and that's going to be kind of initially. So if people are interested in it, it's going to have to be in the early stages because they want to get that E-Drive out there. I yeah. know they're going to go at, at damn near – it's going to be selling it at damn near cost. Um, and – I don't know how long that'll last, uh, but then it will go up significantly. So. Yeah, it's yeah. It, but like I said, it's um, it it's going to be 
I think that boat, I mean, I really, really do think that boat is going to be for the tournament angler. I, I hate to use that term effing game changer because it, it's used way too often. Um, Hollywood's using the shit out of it now. I mean, it's that good. So <laughs> the, um, yeah. So I just, I, I'm really pleased with the fact that you can do, you know, you can steer by hand, you can steer with your feet. Um, the tracking on that boat for those that have been in the Kusa FD, Jim, you and I've talked about this, the tracking in the Kusa FD, it's not great, you know, and they've got a new rudder kit out now to, to, to fix that. But, um, it, the big rig doesn't have that problem. I mean, I yeah. like, I like move that thing over and just hit the throttle and I had the big 1003 on the, you know, I put the 1003 on that thing and it was clock, you know, clocking it into the wind with a, with a drained battery of 5.9 miles an hour. It's not a problem. That's, you know. that's moving along. Yeah. That's and moving along. It, the boat's stable. I mean, you'd hope at 40 inches wide it's stable, but I went and stood on the front of the boat and I've got, I mean, the, the film crew got it, you know, photos and, and video, but I'm standing on the, on the front of the boat, just fishing. I mean, now how often am I really going to be doing that? Well, hell, I don't know. You know, it depends on where I'm at and if I'm, you know, playing the sight fish game, but um, or standing up there, you know, relieving myself after drinking, you know, way too many bottles of water on the lake. Water. Yeah, water. So, yeah, Chris yeah. is still not a Hobie Pro Angler. No, it's not a Hobie Pro Angler, and I'm okay with that, Chris. Yeah, um, I don't, I don't understand, John. No Jackson development. Okay, I'm not, I'm not. Is he's replying. To, he's replying to Chris on the E Drive, I believe. Uh, okay. Yeah, no, it's not a, it's not a cooperative with Torquedo. Oh, you know what? There's a bunch of questions popped up all of a sudden that I oh, that I missed. Oh, for the love of God. Any more info on the new Torquedo? And, and for people, again, who, who don't know, Richard works very closely with Torquedo. Um, mm-hmm. Any more info on the new Torquedo 1003 motor you were testing? So the, the deal is, I mean, I'm testing the 1003 just to see kind of how it holds up on the back of, you know, um, on the Jackson boats in particular. Is that um, a tiller boat or uh, tiller motor? Well, it's no, it's the tiller. Well, it's the tiller motor, but it's take the tiller off and mount it just like you do the 403. Oh, it's okay. Twice the power. Um, and so the, the 1003 is, is working great. I mean, I had a pre-production model, so there was no, on, on this, on this big rig as an example, and there weren't any hull inserts to mount the power pole mount to. So I just, I drilled right into it mounted my power pole and motor um, unit and that thing handled that big, big ass motor without a problem, the torque and everything else. Jeff little with Torquedo is actually testing. He and I talked today, he's testing the new 1103, which is the, which will be that kayak version, the non tiller style um, okay. with a little bit longer shaft and uh, a new prop as well. So, um, and there's a lot of a, a little new features. But it's, and I think it's like, it, it's got no reduction gears in it. So it's very quiet. Um, I mean, ridiculously quiet. Like it can be running and you have no idea. So make sure your little, <laughs> make sure your little magnet is on. Yeah. But just all reports I've gotten from Jeff uh, today, as we were kind of going through some stuff is, is how well that 1103 is performing. So we're looking forward to that. I think that's going to be another, another little ump. And it, it fits within that three horsepower um, range that, you know, that KBF has had going for, you know, years. So we, we're not going to change the rules to support the, you know, to support the new torpedo, that kind of thing. Um, oh, John is saying need to add a battery though. And I, I assume you're talking about the E drive. 
yeah, the, you, yeah. You, you, John is a separate battery. What their their whole idea there is that you can buy the motor and you can power it with whatever battery you want. If you already have a big old deep cycle marine battery, you can use that, or you can invest in a you know a, a high end lithium ion battery. Um, Chris is asking. Wow, it jumped right as I was uh, clicking. Uh, Chris is asking: Is the E Drive cooperative uh, with Torquedo? No, uh, Torquedo is a separate E Drive. Is made by Jackson Kayak. They have made that, and um, and again, like I said, it does not come with a battery. And that's one of the amazing things about Torquedos is those those fantastic batteries are so so powerful and yet so light. Uh, Tim and water friendly. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very. I mean, they're, they're just well designed. You know, what do you want from Germany? Um, question about KBF NC. Oh, he sent me this question. Just listed as a lake off. I haven't answered it yet. I got to give that include the credit. Texas portion or the cap at 25 mile. That is a great question. And I am going to have to look into that. I believe it's capped at the 25 mile mark, but excellent question. And I don't know, maybe something I got to open up to the Texas side. I mean, I'm from Texas, so of course, you know, I'm gay. So, uh, Tim, I'll we'll get back to you on that one. But great question, and I did see your message earlier. I just, uh, well, how do you get on here with Jim? So the last I read, if uh, the lake is listed, it's the entire lake. Like it should be, but I, you know, I don't want to lie. So right, I'll, I'll restrain it to the 25 mile mark, and then when we find out it's all it's Texas included, then everybody wins. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is these tournaments, man. It gets said so that that's the part I, I don't like about the tournaments. It just, it's just like yeah. people asking questions about the rules and then trying to work their way as close to the rule as possible. And as you've well, seen, it, be, it yeah. has brought out the worst in people. Um, there, you know, there's cheating yep. in the tournaments and it sounds like what you guys have done, um, rules wise and everything you guys got got a pretty good handle on when there have been questionable things well you know i'll be honest with you jim a lot of that no lie to me um <laughs> a lot of these things that come up though it's it's the anglers police and the anglers you know we we've had um and it just doesn't show up on the kbf you know forum or, or facebook page i mean it shows up on other in other places um and, and so you know local clubs, whatever, start to see a trend with a certain angler. So we end up in the background dealing with a lot of those things. We don't go public with it, I think, quite as often as it happens. Um, and sometimes that's, quite frankly, just because I'm not going to say anything uh, until we've got it locked down, there's proof, there's someone willing to, like, you know, file a dispute on it. Um, and, and honestly, you know, you just give the angler enough rope to hang themselves. And more often than not, uh, that works, you know, it takes a little bit of time, but you know, some States don't want to prosecute, uh, if there's no money involved. Um, you know, we've had a situation with that recently where, um, you know, Chad was like, you know, he wanted the, the situation prosecuted to the fullest extent. Um, and you know, when he gets excited, I mean, you know, good luck talking, you know, talking that dog off the bone. Um, <laughs> but it was one of those deals where the, you know, Locally, it was like, was there any, did any money change hands? And the answer, uh, no. So that's when, you know, you, and then DAs are just not going to chase it down. So, you know, a lot of times we'll sit back, we'll watch. Um, I take a lot of feedback. We've had some stuff here in California where, 
or guys like, Hey, you need, you know, take a look at this person. And so that's what we do. You know, we take a look at it, make sure we've done our due diligence, but more often than not, you know, it's, we're not tipped off per se, but anglers are policing themselves. And it doesn't always have to be within, within the KBF, within the confines of KBF, you know, um, there's, there's several other groups out there. Kayak Bass Nation is one of them. Um, local clubs that, you know, they either are or are not affiliated with KBF, but you know, they damn well know who, to, you know, who to call or they figure it out. So, uh, it's, and once again, that's that thing about the community that I've enjoyed. I mean, you know, like everybody, we can go crazy from time to time and, you know, go high and ride yeah. on some people, but I mean, that just does what it is. Well, the, the, the biggie, the big event, you know, the, the national championship, the, the big, uh, big prize. Um, I know, um, that, uh, they shot it for Chad's show. Um, he had a lot of cameras there and got a lot of publicity. Um, it looked like a great, how many, how many, there was a lot of anglers in that thing, right? Yeah. 700, Matt, 727, I think. But, uh, and so, I mean, look, we, it's going to be a three day event, um, out of, out of Bossier city, Shreveport, uh, in 2019, we are going to cut the field to the top 100, the final day. Um, oh, wow. That's good. Yeah, so we're going we're going to cut the field down, uh, which is going to help um, dramatically. So, you know, it's it, it th- this one. I'll tell you. I thought you know, 2018 we we had some, well, 2017, yeah, 2017 we had some issues, um, from you know, a variety of things with with getting things done on time and. Well, they were nowhere near on time, let me be honest. So we changed, kind of changed our format in 2018 about how we were going to do business, how we were running the event and all the, you know, safeguards we put in place. So we made sure we weren't keeping people up till effing 430 in the morning, you know. Uh, so we, we pulled that event off. It went off real well. Really pleased with it. Got a lot of great feedback. Everything on the outside looked like it went well. You know how this goes, though. What they don't see behind the curtain, you know, it's all good. So we had some stuff that we can get, we can make better. We've got a lot of great feedback. Um, Louisiana stepped up huge with what we're going to be able to do uh, for 20, you know, for this next one coming up 2019. So I'm stoked. I mean, it's, it's kicking it up to a a whole different level. I'm stoked, but I'm like, shit, I'm going to need to take two weeks off because it's going to take a week uh, of hustling just prior to that event even starting to get everything done. I's dotted, T's crossed, but it's going to be a good event. I, you know, I I probably need to cap chat off about January first of coming up with any more ideas, um, <laughs> because it, it it's there's that many flying. Uh, after I cast, it, it was crazy. I think we had gone ten feet down the road in traffic, and I had a laundry list of like seventeen things that Christy and I were gonna and Lynette were gonna try to pull off um, just for the national championship. So, how does uh, how does one qualify? Um, for the, well, for the big there's, show. There's a variety of ways, local clubs. I mean, we have our partner clubs uh, that are tied in. They get a, a requisite amount based on membership, based on how long they've been with KBF, whether it's a, you know, a, a brand new club inaugural, you know, kind of deal, or they're, you know, a legacy partner. Um, that's one way. The other is the state challenges, you know, finishing first, second kind of deal there, which our state challenges are over. Most of our partner groups are all wrapped up for the year as well. Um, We've got the trail events, so those are all over. We just did the trail championship, but the trail events we've had throughout the year, we had 44 this year, I think down to 43 by the time scheduling kind of played out the way it did. 
And then um, we'll have a few special events coming up. We've got one that's running um, now on iCatch. We've got another one that we're going we're gonna to drop out there here pretty soon. So I think, uh, I think it's going to – we'll get everybody there. I think there's going to be some last-minute people that want to jam in. Um, I mean, Brooks reached out to me today and said, hey, how can I get a qualifying spot? And I said, well – you better stand by and get ready to fish your ass off because there's only going to be – there's very, very few opportunities now. But um, I think, you know, with the way we've got things laid out for 2019 with this – with the trail series that it's, you know, going to be each region's top anglers performing against each other and then going and, and performing – you know, all those regions performing against e each other there is going to line that out. You know, you're going to see your top anglers – uh, throughout the U.S. and the national championship, like I said, it's it's kind of a, kind of a spectacle. Well, not kind of, it's a spectacle. But right. you know, it's it's sponsors are throwing a lot of stuff at it. You know, we'll have a lot of sponsors on site, a lot of great deals. Um, it, it's it's going to be like I said, it's going to be a good event. It it's probably everyone's gonna be like, oh shit, we we're going big, we're getting big time. It's it's going to look a little more FLWBASS mindset. So yeah, well, I'm going to crank out a couple of questions here. Uh, John asked, there was talk last year about having marshals at the national championship. Is that still something that might happen? Uh, John, good question. I honestly, I don't know. It was one of those things that we looked at, we looked at pretty seriously. And then just, we just didn't have a way to effectively get it done without putting a lot of, uh, a pain in the ass on the anglers, you know, who wants to sit at the boat ramp and wait for a marshal to show up and if the marshal's late you know, then you got another issue. So we're still looking at it. We're looking at a variety of other things that how to, I guess, best police ourselves. But, um, yeah, you, you can damn sure bet we're going to continue to push that. So, John, if you have any other ideas, please feel free to let me know. <laughs> Christopher says, is there a plan B if the Red River is unfishable for day three? Yes. And unlike the fact that Chad released that it was Red River for day three, I'm not saying shit. <laughs> but yes, yes, Chris. One, Chris, look, that Marine knows one is none, so he knows there's a backup plan. It's all good. <laughs> uh, we have uh, Richard. How is the early bird entries looking? Uh, they're looking good. We're well, we're over a hundred. That I know. I got that from Joe last night. Um, so that ought to tell you something as far as how those early bird early bird payouts going to go. But we're over a hundred. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, Ramel, uh, will KBF be coming up with a system to rank anglers to separate the amateur and pro divisions? Yeah, Ramel, yeah. As soon as we get there, um, when we get to that piece, we will. Um, Chad and I haven't even got to the stage of sitting down and having that hard conversation about where we're going to break people out at. You know, some guys probably will probably get to that situation where, like you see in some events, guys will try – uh, they'll want to go to that pro division, but they may not be able to afford to. They may not, you know, really be at that skill level yet. Or you'll get guys that are nowhere near that skill level, but say, I've got the money to throw at it, so I'm going to go fish the pro level. You never know. Because, I mean, every once in a while a squirrel finds a nut, they can put a big bag together. You know? Yeah. Okay. Uh, we got another question here. So did iCatch get most of the bugs worked out? I don't even know what iCatch is. So <laughs> iCatch is an... ICATCH is one of the other, you know, we've been using Turniax for, uh, for several years uh, as far as the tournament software. So okay. we've, you know, we've looked at others, you know, we've looked at ICATCH, we've looked at Fat Sack, we've looked at iAngler, 
Um, we've looked at a variety of things. So iCatch is working out. They've got most of their bugs worked out. The answer is yes. There still needs to be some changes with what we want to see on our end um, or what, quite, quite honestly, I don't want to see, which is certain selections and certain things which make getting your pictures taken more of a pain in the ass up front. I'd rather you have to select stuff on the backside when you know you've got good pictures and your fish are hanging off the side of the boat. So they still got a few tweaks to do, but there's a few other systems. I think probably in December uh, we'll roll out another challenge on another system um, just to get angler feedback on it. It'll be another no entry fee. Um, let's see what it looks like and go from there. But, you know, we still work with, with Tourney X. I mean, crap. Dwayne at Tourney X is even, you know, who owns Tourney X is even having a fish and angler event right now down on Lake Fork in Texas. So that ought to be entertaining. Okay. Well, we just cranked through those questions there and we're reaching the top of the hour here real soon. So if anybody has more questions, bring them in quick. Uh, Wesley, why not break it down to state championship to reduce the size of the championship field? Um, Wes, are you talking uh, from the trail on the trail side or or what level? That's my question. Well, I, and my guess is what he means is just bringing the the size of the. I mean, that final big well, payout. We're talking seven hundred guys. You know, maybe to to whittle that down. Well, and and that if if that's the case, I can answer it now. It 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 kind of just it really boils down to. You know, what do tourism bureaus and all the, you know, and sponsors really want to see? Do they want to see, hey, here's hundred the top 100 guys? Well, the answer to that is no. You know, you want to see why BASS and FLW are kind of suffering the way they are is because when these tourism bureaus and stuff say, hey, we want to, we'll throw XYZ at you dollar-wise to have you come to town and run this big event, which allows us to run these big events, you know, um, when you when you do that, but you only show up with a hundred anglers and they stay for two or three days, there's no return on investment for the city, the state, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, we have to look at all those variables. And for no, us, I really, I really like the idea, like you were saying earlier is, you know, you have to qualify for day three. So, yeah, you know, yeah. if you're not one of the top 50 or 70, whatever you decide to cut it off at, for the final day, having less anglers, then you're still bringing in all those people. They all want to be a part of it, and they're all still right. going to stick around for the festivities and to see who won. Yeah, and and the other thing too is, I mean, we are going to do on day three. So the guys and gals that don't, hey, look, you know, we we didn't make the top 100. Well, we're going to host, we're going to have another event, like a big bass event, on the bodies of water that aren't fished for them to compete in still. So, you know, it's not like they're they're dead in the water you know, kind of deal at all. You know, they can, they can continue to fish. Uh, you know, that trip is going to be worth it for them um, across the board. And then, you know, like I said, a lot of this group is the, the camaraderie, you know, that's what kind of makes us tick uh, going to that top 100. When we do the, the final uh, presentation, you know, with the top 10 or 20 finishers on that final day, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be great. Cause you know, we'll, we'll pull their boats in. They'll, you know, they'll get a lot of great, stuff with their sponsors. Uh, we'll get to blow that thing up, you know, and true Chad, blow it up fashion. Um, <laughs> He's good at that. Good. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, don't, nothing get me started. I mean, Jim, you know, you know, yeah, so, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be good. I just, like I said, you got to keep it all crazy. Thoughts of a KBS sportsman. I'm looking at Brad just asked a question. 
Uh, Sportsmanship yeah. Competitive's annual award in honor of Rebecca. I'm guessing it says nominated by the anglers. You know, Brad, I, that's a great, a great freaking idea. Um, I know Chad is playing around with uh, with a lot of different things. Chad was very close with Rebecca. Um, the the upside to that is Chad's got a lot of great stories. The downside to that is he struggles to tell them um, right now because of just the right. the, the pain uh, that it is. I mean, so it's there's not going to be any shortage of what we're going to do um, to honor Rebecca in the sport uh, for sure. The um, what was the question? I think someone just asked another one on. on I was rolling through here. Myself. I like the other ones better. This is like uh, hands down best webcast episode I have ever watched. Thank you. Hey, that's a win. Woo. <laughs> um, uh, Ryan Wait. actually had a question about can you fish multiple regions next year? Yes. So how will that work? Ryan. So right now my thought process, and I haven't got this thing all dialed in completely, but if you fish, you know, it's your best three events as far as qualification or for your AOY points per region. I think that's what it's going to be. So if, you know, even for your angle of the year points uh, within the trail series. So if you're, you know, if you got a two really good finishes in your region um, and then you've got a crappy one, but you want to go out of region to work on your AOI points across the board to compete, you know, I don't see why that's an issue. In fact, great example is going to be if you live in Louisiana, you know, you may want to go fish the Texas side because most of these tournaments are Dallas uh, Fort Worth, North and East. So, um, you know, you've got a great opportunity to fish multiple uh, regions. And I, quite frankly, I think you should, you know, uh, especially if it's going to give you a better opportunity to increase your AOI points. The idea we had behind this was just a lot of anglers not wanting to have to, you know, I've got to fish for trail events. I got to fish XYZ state challenges. I got to fish XYZ regular challenges. I wanted to try to alleviate that. And that was all the feedback that Chad uh, Christy and I had, um, from all the anglers this last year. So we just decided we changed it up a little bit, but, um, I'm open to feedback on it as well. So if anybody, you know, that's watching this is, Hey, here's some other ideas, you know, now's the time to drop them in. Well, uh, and um, as we said earlier, you know, don't come with complaints, come with solutions. Oh, oh trust me, Jim, they will. They will. <laughs> they'll, come, they'll come with a solution. They'll come with a lake to fish a time of year. <laughs> I mean, it's, trust me, these guys are, they're on it. They're on it. So, man, we've been on an hour. It flew by. It really was a great show. Can't thank you enough, Richard, uh, for coming on it, here and for everybody who joined us with all your great questions. Um, this will be available on YouTube. This will be uh, on, set for a podcast as well. So, you know, there'll be different ways. If you didn't hear the whole thing, you'll be able to go back and listen to it in your car or whatever. Again, thanks so much, Richard. Uh, if, if people want to find out more about the um, KBF and all that, where should they go look? Uh, kayakbassfishing.com. Uh, you know, that's obviously we're, we're on Facebook. Uh, I hate driving people to Facebook all the damn time. So, uh, but the website is really that, that best source for info. Uh, guys got questions for me directly. Um, they can reach me at Richard at kayakbassfishing.com. Or they can they can call me, send me a text, 619-569-3065. That's actually on kayakbassfishing.com as well. So, you know, whatever the questions are, you know, keep them coming all day. All right, man. Well, I look forward to talking to you a little bit more very soon because you and I are going to work on rigging up that blue sky. Yeah, that's, I'm anxious to do that, Jim. I'm looking forward to dropping 
dropping those two motors on there just to see what in the hell that looks like for sure. Oh, it's it's just going to be fun. So I'm going to drop you out of here, man. Thanks again, and I will be talking to you soon. Sounds good. Thanks, Jim. I'll talk to you soon. Well, thanks, everybody, and thanks, Richard, for joining us. Um, it was a great show. It flew by, and as always, we ran over our normal hour allotment. Uh, the show is, as always, brought to you by Ballast Point Brewing Company. Always remember, please, if you're going out on the water, always wear your PFD and hold your paddle right side up. Take care. Well, I hope you enjoyed this edition of the Kayak Fishing Show live. If you enjoyed it, please give us a thumbs up. If you haven't done so already, subscribe to Kayak Fishing Tales. We'll see you next week.